Welcome back to your money. After a brief summer vacation, and as usual spending too much money on funnel cakes, we're back focused on saving and investing. Most two-year-olds by now have added yellow school bus to their vocabulary, with the familiar vehicles on the road as schools have welcomed back their students. In honor of those on the road to academic success, we're dedicating our next five podcasts to 529 plans, the popular way that many families are saving for college. Now, you've got to do a lot of homework before you start saving for college. Sorry, no homework controversy here for parents. And let's be clear from the start. Saving for college with a 529 plan is just one option. We think our podcasts will help you learn the basics of 529 plans, just like those little yellow books that got you through War and Peace. But believe me, understanding 529 plans isn't that hard. Still, we know many investors have questions on 529 plans about fees, taxes, and financial aid, and so we're dedicating episodes focused on each of those topics. But that's the future. Today's episode will answer only one question. What is a 529 plan? A 529 plan is a tax advantage savings plan designed to encourage saving for future college costs. Okay, we're done. Thanks for listening. Your money is brought to you by the... Okay, there's a little more to 529 plans. If you're a lawyer, you might refer to them by their legal name, Qualified Tuition Plans. And if you're a tax guru, you might know that they're authorized by and named after Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code. And if you're anyone else, and this is just my view, you might be much more interesting to hang out with. When you contribute to a 529 plan, you save for a specific beneficiary. Typically, the beneficiary can be anyone, a child, a grandchild, a niece, nephew, third cousin twice removed, a friend, neighbor, even that good-looking lifetime learner in the mirror. 529 plans are sponsored by states, state agencies, or educational institutions. You'll hear about two types, prepaid tuition plans and college savings plans. All 50 states in the District of Columbia have at least one type of 529 plan. In addition, a group of private colleges and universities sponsor a prepaid tuition plan. Let's take a closer look at prepaid tuition plans. As the name suggests, these plans generally allow college savers to purchase units or credits at participating colleges and universities for future tuition. In some cases, you can also save for room and board through a prepaid plan. Most plans set lump sum and installment payments based on the age of the beneficiary and the number of years of college tuition purchase. It's like buying a gift certificate that reads, this gift certificate entitles beneficiary to go to State U and its affiliates for four years. Then when the beneficiary is ready for college, four years of tuition is paid for, even though tuition prices likely have increased substantially since you started saving. College savings plans work differently. These generally permit you, the college saver, sometimes called the account holder, to establish an account for a beneficiary for the purpose of paying the beneficiary's eligible college expenses. Sorry, that language was for the lawyers and tax gurus, but the rest of you probably get the point. Essentially, you save money in an account and use whatever is in the account to pay for your beneficiary's college bills. If the account value is high, when your beneficiary is ready to go to college, you might be able to cover all the costs. If the value is low, however, you better know where the financial aid office is. 
When you contribute to a college savings plan, you typically choose among several investment options, which the college savings plan invests on your behalf. Investment options often include stock mutual funds, bond mutual funds, and money market funds, as well as age-based portfolios that automatically shift toward more conservative investments as the beneficiary gets closer to college age. Some plans have also recently added certificates of deposit as a low-risk option. With this basic framework, let's turn to a couple of questions. Question number one, can a 529 plan beneficiary attend any school? For college savings plans, the answer is yes. Withdrawals from these plans generally can be used at any college or university. For prepaid tuition plans, the answer also generally is yes. But keep in mind these plans are generally designed to be used at a select group of schools, typically in-state public universities. So in many cases, you will likely get more bang for your savings buck, if you will, if the beneficiary attends one of the designated schools. Be sure to read about how the account value can be applied to other schools if you're looking at a prepaid tuition plan. A second common question is, can I invest in a state's 529 plan even if I don't live there? The answer depends on the type of plan you're looking at. For college savings plans, the answer typically is yes. Most plans allow out-of-state residents to participate in their plan, although in some cases you might need to go through a broker. You may not be able to invest in an out-of-state prepaid tuition plan, however. Many plans require that you or your beneficiary live in the state sponsoring the plan. That all said, it's a good idea to check your own state's plan first. You may receive state tax or other benefits only if you invest in your home state's plan. More on taxes next time. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe if you want to hear the next four episodes on this topic. Your money is brought to you by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. You can reach us at podcast at sec.gov.